Hello, everyone, and welcome to Books Over Bevies. Come on in. Hello. Hello. Long time, no talk. I feel like we start every episode like that. I know. Are you tired of hearing it yet? (laughs) Needs to stop. Needs to stop. And yet. Here we are. We are two mentally ill people. (laughs) Cut us a break. Oh, Lord. By the way, my name is Roisin. Oh, right. And I'm Eddie. I use she, her pronouns. I use they, them pronouns. And welcome to Books Over Bevies. Um, We've been gone. For a hot sec. Hey, but you know, good timing because it is Earth Month this month. Oh. So the theme really comes together. We planned So we planned that. it actually. Actually. Yep. Um, so if you remember our last episode. We, uh, we don't. We don't. <laughs> good for you because we don't. Um, we were reading What You Won't Do for Love, A Conversation by David Suzuka, Tara Collis, Miriam Fernandez, and Ravi Jane. I feel like I said some of those names wrong. Um, and we are now, it's a, it's a baby. It's just a baby. Just a baby. It's just a baby book. So we're skipping the pending episode and going straight to the post episode. Um, or just like melding them together. Or just, yeah, uh, putting them together. Um, because it's just a baby. And I think we both read it in one sitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eddie was like, you can read it in one sitting. And I was like, can you? And then I did. <laughs> and I was like, oh. It's, it's just so addicting. It's You become part of the conversation, so you just, like, don't want it to stop. True. You know when you become part of a conversation and you're like, oh, shit, I'm, like, three hours late for the thing that I said i do after this because the conversation was so good. Just me? Oh. That's fair. <laughs> you found it that riveting, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, fascinating. Well, I – I don't know if riveting is the right word. Mm. Like, I, I felt like I was at the table with them. Okay. So, so it just felt like finishing the conversation was natural. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I understand that a little bit. Um, I, I, I left this book not feeling great. Why? Tell me more. Well, I, it's not like I left feeling bad. I just thought I would come out of it being like yeah oh no no anything environmentalism is doom and gloom yeah doom and gloom i thought i thought it would be a little (laughs) bit i thought it would be a little bit more like but steps and progress and no (laughs) no it's really not it was like yeah unless we fundamentally change 500 things we're fucked and i was like oh yeah, it is kind of a bummer. I mean, it, it. I think it is real in a way that, like, I was really craving um, because some – and that's, like, so cliche. People talk about, like, things being real, like, quote-unquote, uh, whatever. But um, in a way that's, like, truly authentic to – the fact that, like, love can sometimes be doom and gloom, too. True. And true. it's just the big feelings attached to those things. Right. And that the big feelings come with both big sad feelings and big good feelings. This is true. Um, true. But at least that was my perspective. Mm. And it is kind of like... I mean, there's a few quotes in here that are, mm. like, very, like, you know, clearly it's all kind of connected because anti-capitalism and patriarchy are contributing to the shit right. environment. Yeah. Like the, the pollution and all the fucking things that are happening to the environment. There's just like 500 of them, like you said. Yeah. Like, um, Tara talks about like feminism as well as capitalism and its role in environmentalism mm-hmm. on page 65. Um, I know it sounds like I planned this, but I really didn't. Um, she says, I think that women's traditional role in society has been to fight against the entropy, the chaos of self-interested capitalism that is tearing everything apart. Mm. And capitalism really is at the heart of the environmental crisis. This is, this is, this is true. I did like the example in the book um, of like 
I I had never thought about like the women's role in environmentalism. Like the example, the example of like back in the day before consumerism, you know, if a woman needed something, they would fix it or bake it or share it. Or like there was this sense of community that when you're ingrained in that community, Mm -hmm. there is a lot of these like cliche reduce, reuse, recycle, repurpose already built into it. But like, where has that gone? Where'd it go? And similarly, like go back even further, like pre-contact, pre-colonialism. Yeah. And women were the, and, and for indigenous people, women were the the knowledge keepers of traditional knowledge, which included environmental medicine for both humans and the environment. Yeah. Like those things were the same, mm-hmm. um, at least from how it's been explained to me. And I think that that like has happened in different ways all over the world, but for specifically because we're on Treaty 7 land talking about the, like, indigenous history, like, we wouldn't be here if the caretakers of that land, yeah, like, weren't well, so efficient and, and aren't the leaders of the environmental movement right now. Right. Again, like Canada, 100%. Yeah. Indigenous community are the leaders of the environmental yeah. movement. Like, yeah. especially, I think about, like, the logging crisis in BC. I think about oil crises in Alberta. I think about I think about uh, reservation land being taken away literally everywhere, um, mostly Manitoba. Like, or I think about like the group right. in Manitoba specifically, the activism group, um, and I think about like up in the Northwest Territories and Nunavut and the Yukon. Like those provinces are so environmentally healthy because the population is predominantly Indigenous people, right? Clearly, 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 there's a fucking issue there. <laughs> Cue in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, what are we drinking? Oh, yeah. So it's spring. It is. And I love it. Yeah. Spring is so good. I did hear something bananas, though, which is it might be like 28 degrees next week. What the fuck? This is what I heard. What the fuck, Calvary? What the fuck? <laughs> That's just... Actually, I did hear my family in Ontario said it was 27 last week in Ontario. That's true. The Blue Jays did have the roof open. Of course, that's what you know. Well, they were just talking about... <laughs> they were just talking about, like, this is the earliest that we've ever had the roof open to right. start the season. How wonderful in April. <laughs> and then I think, like... Somewhere Saskatchewan was getting snow at the same time. So of course we were. Yeah. Because Canada. Um, but uh, because it's spring. Yeah. We are. Sipping some ice bevies. Thank you. Sipping some ice bevies. Um, I'm just having, I've been a little bit nostalgic for Japan recently. Um, my partner and I and their sibling and the siblings partner all four of us went to the new uh it's called Suzume it's it's a Japanese movie from a director that we really like which whose name I'm not gonna the first name I don't remember but Shinkai the the, 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 the Shinkai has also done like your name and weathering with you oh cool so they have a new movie out and we went to see it and I cried yeah not because not because the movie was really good but um, not because, like, the movie was super emotional, but I was like, I do Japan. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm just in honor of my past. What? Um, I'm having just an ice green tea. Yeah. Um, and you also made me a really amazing, like, peach matcha iced thingy. Yes. Um, when I hear peach, I hear, like, yellowy orangey like springtime goodness it is deep green matcha (laughs) and so delicious um i think iced teas are like the spring beverage you know what i yeah they are the spring beverage but do you know what i've noticed recently this is like a tangent 
hashtag trademark. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that our thing? (laughs) Isn't that our thing? Um, Is is, speaking of spring beverages and iced things, is kombucha. Oh, I hate kombucha. You hate kombucha? I fucking hate it. Do you know what a lot of bars have on their mocktail menu instead of a beer? Yeah. You can get a kombucha. And you know what? I I quite appreciated that because I am trying to not drink or drink very selectively. Mm Mm-hmm. Be very picky mm-hmm. about when I drink, um, and so I've quite enjoyed the fact that I can have a kombucha or bring a kombucha, and people are like, "Ah, oh, yes, yeah, not just pop. You're doing something." Yeah, but- that's fair. I have generally really hated alcohol replacement beverages that aren't mm. like non-alcoholic versions of those. Like I'll drink like a, a non-alcoholic Caesar or like a mocktail or something, right. but kombucha ginger beer um lacroix like i think they're all disgusting oh that's fair i butter beer however well that's a whole delicious that's a whole whole different thing i like just roisin is a delicate flower this has become my thing This is, this is like, I'm realizing more and more about myself. I'm quite receptive to things, generally. Yeah. I'm quite sensitive to things. You'll try it. Generally. Yeah. Um, uh, like, the energies of people around me and, like, environments I'm quite mm-hmm. sensitive to. And when I was talking about not drinking anymore because I'm on antidepressants and – Alcohol plus antidepressants Equals means yuck. Means the next day, if you've ever heard about anxiety, it's because anti-anxiety medication and depression medication gets filtered out through your liver when you drink. Well, in general, it gets filtered out with yeah, with your liver. You drink, but when you drink, that's all complicated up. Yeah, it's it's processing things faster. So if you have like, a, let's say, on a scale of one to five you have like a dose of medication that's at a consistent three that yeah. you take every single day, right? You have your dose of medication that's at a three. When you drink, it dips down to two or one because mm-hmm. it's getting filtered out and then the effects of your medication aren't as strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you get anxiety, people are like, oh, anxiety, that might be why. But I don't get anxiety. I get depression. And yeah. I feel like <laughs> – and I feel horrendous. And I was like, I'm sick of this. And our mutual friend, um, who I was talking to on Instagram, Instagram about this, was like, oh, your delicate little brain chemistry. And I'm like, get up. <laughs> Leave my brain chemistry alone. All of that to say, I'm not drinking very much anymore. Um, and that's why. And I forgot what the point of the story was. That's okay. That's the point. The point is that we go on tangents and that's fine. That's fine. The point is uh, I uh, now You're a delicate flower. Oh, I'm a delicate flower. Yeah, I'm a delicate flower. That's, yes. So I get hang depression and everything is is delicate and I'm receptive to things. No, there was something else. There was something Uh, else. Okay, so uh, that just triggered my memory. Triggered your memory. Okay, great. Because you were talking about being um, receptive and also being really – like aware of other people's energies. Yeah. And something I notice about you, having been friends with you since high school, um, what, you remember? Nope. Okay. Something um, else. Just like pin that thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sticky um, note. Sticky note. Sticky note it. Um, just for clarification, everyone, I just poked Roisin in the forehead <laughs> because that's what I do when I need to remember. I'm like, just like sticky note that, but you like sticky note your forehead with your finger. Yes. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Anyway, um, continue. Oh, now I – Forgot. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. Something you've noticed about yeah, yeah, yeah. me. Something, Something I noticed, noticed about you is so that long. you tend to like, you know, like people always talk about the like social chameleon or whatever, mm. but, but it's not that, but like, for example, drinking like beer, even if you don't really love beer or like wine, just because like kind of everybody else is, yeah. but even just like, because you tried it once because you know, you're receptive for trying yeah. new things. And then you were like, oh, well, I've tasted it before. I'll just keep tasting it, yeah. even though you don't like it. Mm. But then it just kind of like becomes a habit and a st- it sticks. It becomes like a comfort thing, yeah. probably, is yeah. what I'm assuming. 
but that like combination of being really receptive and open to trying things, but then really liking that like routine and the comfort of routine. Yeah. And then you just get like stuck doing things you don't like. Cause I do that too. I noticed stopping drinking, um, how often I would drink because I respect weed way more than I respect alcohol. Yeah. In the sense 1, of like, so especially like growing up in like a French Canadian household. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so like I, I, didn't, that. I didn't know, I didn't know Bailey's had alcohol in it till I was like 16. LOL. Because when we would go camping, it would be eight in the morning and they'd be like, Bailey's for your coffee. Not to me, but like, like all the uncles yeah. would be like, Bailey's in your coffee. And it's like eight yeah. in the morning. And I, I was like, Bailey's is just something that goes in the coffee. Yeah. Um, the note that you pinned on my forehead. Mm-hmm. We've been Got friends it. since high school. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Uh, guess what I was invited to on Facebook? It is not that time. I was invited to. No. Look, 10 year reunion come on down manning folks let's have our 10 year high school nostalgia reunion it has not been 10 years it's been 10 years my friend what the fuck (laughs) and i was like so i got this notification and i was like i don't know what to do with this information oh my god i'm so glad i successfully did not get that invitation (laughs) i have successfully Cut myself off. You know why I got that notification? I'm pretty sure someone in that group who started it wasn't banned. And that is the oh, only yeah, reason yeah, I got yeah, that notification. Oh, yeah, 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 That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. But everyone else iconic. who was, like, going is everybody I didn't hang out with in high school. Yeah, everybody we don't care about. Not don't care about, whoa, but, like. Whoa, whoa. Not don't care about, but, like. Have not talked we don't, to We have not talked to. I don't <laughs> care about. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I care about you as a human who deserves human decency. Yes. However, I don't care beyond that. <laughs> I think I've like passed some people from high school. Like I 100% passed. I'm going to describe this person. You're going to know exactly who I'm talking about. I passed them in downtown. And, it's so weird when that happens. And I passed them in downtown. I knew exactly who it was. Um, but he. Got it. Was on the football team. Yeah, got it. Right? <laughs> He was the only one who cared he was on the football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, I got you. I yeah. I got yeah. you. So, um. I, like, barely knew we had a football team in high school. <laughs> All I knew about our football team is that I'm pretty sure we were bad. <laughs> um, after, after the grade 12s, when we were in grade 10, there was a group of grade 12s, that grade 12 group at Old Manning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they were really good. Okay, I literally didn't know And that. then they graduated, and then I think we were shit. I have literally no idea. I, like, legit think the only reason I knew we had a football game is because my f- best friend in high school, that wasn't you, so the other best friend, mm-hmm. um, was like, hey, I like someone on the football team. We should uh, go to the football team. We should go to the football game. And I was like, we have a football team? We have a football team? Okay. Remember when? That sounds so bizarre, but, like. Why would we know? Why would we know? Remember when everyone had to know we had a football team? Because someone, our principal, was like, you know what? We should do a pep rally. That's fucking weird. That's not... (laughs) I don't know if people know this, but that's, like, not real. In Canada. In Canada, that just, like, doesn't happen. Pep rallies aren't a thing. We don't have cheerleaders. We don't even have cheerleaders. I mean, we did. We did. Apparently. We did. But, like, they're so not a big deal that I actually didn't know until this, like, weird-ass pep rally thing yeah that like wasn't really a pep rally like it happened once in my entire school career and and never again never again because it was so freaking weird stupid and and the cheerleaders spelled the team name wrong oh my god i didn't know that that's so funny g-r-i-f-n-i-s i I was like (laughs) what just happened what just happened oh my god that's so funny (laughs) i didn't catch that me and my friend at the time looked at each other and was like I hate this school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. And that just sounds like such a stereotypical like high school experience, but that is literally the only stereotypical high school experience that there ever was. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's because everybody's idea of a typical high school experience is based off the American high school experience. Yeah, because of like TV and stuff. Because of TV and stuff. That's like not real. No, in Canada, those things aren't, aren't the same. Like... Yeah. I don't know. But I did go see this really amazing play um, last night. Um, and it's based on 
Um, oh, I'm trying to think of the person who wrote it. I think their name is... Um, nope, I lost it. Um, but the, the play is called Teenage Dick, and it's on... Um, it's on at Martha Cohen Theater, oh. um, and it's based on Richard the, like the Shakespearean oh. play Richard the whatever third. I don't know what it's called. I think it's Richard. Um, but it's about um, essentially like a modern day twist on it. So a person or a, a guy with CP um, essentially wants to take on the like high school jock football player, um, and his best friend Buck is in um a wheelchair and they want to take over the or um Richard or Dick wants to take on the because you know Richard it's mm-hmm. funny because mm-hmm. Dick is a nickname for Richard yeah anyway so um it's funny it's funny <laughs> um but yeah it's like a really good take on a disability and b um like Shakespearean modern day cool. versions and all also a really good take on like quote unquote the american like high school experience right. it was really good and i really uh, really liked it and also my friend was in it so uh, shout out um yeah so um people should go see it it's on for two more days <gasps> oh shit there's two words. plays there's two times tomorrow and one time i think um again in the week that you can go see it um and it's on tonight i guess today's saturday so yeah. um it's on tonight but yeah, it's a it's a really great play, and uh, that conversation just reminded me of that, and I thought I'd shut it out. Okay, that was literally all. Beautiful. We love shutting out, shutting out, shouting, shouting out theater, Obviously. theater and community events uh, in ye good old YYC. Um, Speaking of theater, what? Well, the book is literally theater. theater. So, so let's get back. Let's get back to why we have this podcast. Uh, <laughs> So Man. yeah, thoughts, 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 opinions. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I wasn't. So I feel like last episode we talked about, are we ever not going to love a book? I, I, this was fine. Oh, I loved it. Great. I'm glad you did. I, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Like I said, I thought I would feel a lot more mm-hmm. emotions than I did. Some of the stories were very sweet, mm-hmm. but I left just kind of being like, I overheard uh, average conversation. What? Between like, whoa, like educated people, but like, I don't know. I wasn't really blown away. Oh my God. I was blown away. Okay. Tell (laughs) tell us about that. Well, I think it's the, like, I really love metaphor Mm. and metaphor gives me a lot of emotions. Mm. Like I feel really deeply when I can understand a metaphor. And I think there were a lot of those, like, obviously we're talking about the metaphor of like environmentalism and love. Like there's so many good metaphors and it made me like so emotional. Um, But speaking of like in groups and out groups in high school, Mm. they talk about that in the book. They talk about like outcasts and in group and how actually, if we look at it, everyone feels like the in group is the majority and you are the minority on the out group, Mm. but the outies are, there's always more outies than innies. And they say that there's always more outies than innies. Sterla says it um, on page 68 and it is, so good um because like david's talking about you know back then if you were a brain um, right. that was one of the worst things you could be right um and he was a brain so he ran on the basis of like he's not part of the in group he doesn't play sports but he's committed to the ideas of what the school should be right um and that's how he ended up getting like elected oh, right. to, to like be class president. And he thought that was so weird. Right. Um, I've read the book a while ago. No, that's fair. Um, and I was like, oh my God, that's exactly sometimes like I think of this concept of like, 
actually a workshop by BK Chan that I took um, made me think of this. And they have this like really cool like zones that they talk about when it comes to human nature. Um, but they talk about it slightly different. So I, I, you know, do my own twist on it where I think about like that in group being the tiniest circle in the middle. Mm. And then there's like this middle group and then there's the out group. Right. Um, but the middle group and the out group like have way more communication than any, anyone does with the in group. Ah. And if you like have one little toe in the outie group circle, you're considered fully outie. Yeah. Or, or like, when you're in, when you have one toe in one of those circles, that circle completely opens up for you. Right. And that's like what I find, you know, when people experience one type of oppression, they end up learning about so many different types Mm. of oppression. If someone struggles with mental health, all of a sudden you are thrust into a world that talks about mental health and is also talking about queerness and Mm. racism and environmentalism and indigenous Mm. rights and justice and like, fat phobia and and islamophobia and and all this shit and Mm. actually not phobia but missy what's it called missia anyway um but the audi group is like those two circles there's actually not like a hard line between those two circles but more of like a fade and if you have one toe in that world, it can completely open up for you. And mm-hmm. it's like you take off your glasses or like, it's right. like you all of a sudden get glasses, you know? Because right. um, that's what, I mean, that's what happens to so many people I know. They find one aspect of themselves, whether it be like neurodiversity or queerness or, you know, they learn more about their own experiences and those words for them. And all of a sudden they're learning words for so many other things mm. that they're able to identify in their life. Right. And, you know, that's where we get like with the, asshole-ish people saying that like mental health problems are a trend and transness is a trend and whatever you know so like I love the conversation and just that one line of like there's always more outies than innies Mm -hmm. I like went on this whole spiral of thought right um but it's so true and all those people are people who are like fighting for things and it's so much easier to get like involved in all those things when you have like some skin in the game and that's Mm -hmm. like essentially the basics of power and privilege right you know so you get a glimpse of like life beyond your own power power and privilege and you're like oh shit right you know that's really intimidating though oh my god like all the outies like when you and i because i say this because i felt that this way which is you know, like you learn a little bit about your mental health and maybe you're not neurotypical and it's like this big door opening and that can be like, Oh yes. Like, like as a culture, I think it's great as an individual. It's like, shut the door. (laughs) And that's why actually with any, like, I mean, when we're talking about mental health, with any diagnosis, there's regression right after mm. a diagnosis before there's like healing. Mm. Um, and healing is in linear, of course, but yeah. like, um, especially during the diagnostic process, like there's a huge, it's like really normal for people to be like, oh my God, what the fuck is my brain? <laughs> and all of a sudden, like everything is kind of, exacerbated because you're like relearning how your brain works and functions yeah and not only that but like you know if you start new medication like you remember when you first started medications and how like fucking weird that was yeah like the first time I took ADHD meds I was like has someone shot me with a time warp (laughs) like time warp gun like (laughs) I thought I was like walking through molasses like I was like I the world is in slow motion what is happening (laughs) and it literally felt that way like when you're like it it felt I mean it felt like drugs but (laughs) it is drugs um and ADHD meds are like very closely tied to drugs Mm. um this is why I wonder so I stopped drinking and I started consuming weed and I, I don't know the right verbiage because I don't smoke it in any form like I don't vape it I don't smoke it because 
my lungs. Mm-hmm. And so I just take edibles. Sensitive and- flower. I'm a sensitive flower. <laughs> a sensitive flower. And so uh, I just take edibles and have drinks and stuff. But I haven't yet been like, like, well, that's you're also super high. Yeah, you're also not taking. There's very like you're you're taking the type of weed that is not meant to get you high, but meant to like support you in your daily anxiety and because that's function. how it, that's how it feels like. A yeah, and bit. that's why ah, like, oh, my brain is so quiet. Now. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why and that's why it is used as medication so often mm. and. Like the quote unquote like addicting nature of it is actually just that it's like good for a lot of people. <laughs> Shocking. Um, but I, ADHD meds are actually really linked to I could this is a soapbox, okay? This is this is a tangent of, of special interest of Eddie's. Yeah. Um, but when you look at like the history of ADHD med, it is really it is really closely tied to cocaine. <laughs> and, Excellent. And it's really, really interesting in terms of like what the what happens in your brain chemistry. I was gonna sneeze, sorry for the awkward pause. LOL. Um <laughs> I muted the mic and everything just to like <laughs> save save everyone's ears and then it didn't that didn't happen. No. Um yeah, but it, it the brain chemistry of of like ADHD meds and also and also cocaine um, is really interesting because um, usually people who are neurodiverse who um, try cocaine um, or do, try? do cocaine. Okay, I was like, are you? I I have oh. not done that. I'm not gonna confirm okay, or deny. Okay, um, but but like. It affects neurodiverse people differently. I've done a lot of research on it. Uh, I'm able to say that at least. Yes. But like, fascinating. It it yeah actually. Um, neurodiverse people tend to feel calmer, um, huh. having taken cocaine, and like they feel it feels like medication. Right. And that's why it can become addicting because, especially for neurodiverse people, because. Um, um, I'm distracted. Sorry. Sorry. We have an audience. My partner <laughs> is slowly eating a banana just off edge, off, off of sight. And they I do love tormenting us. They do. They do indeed. But I apologize for the distraction. So that is why, or not why, but to, to kind of loop it all together, we really need to rethink, um, like, what are morally good drugs and morally bad drugs? That too, but also, like, how we approach people who are addicted to... A hundred percent. Yeah. Because I'm just doing the morally good drugs, which is pills that I've been prescribed by a doctor. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> um, but the... Yeah, so like typically the the concept of cocaine when people take it is like you get really like hyperactive and you like are way faster and and so that's why it's like popular in certain industries that have a really fast paced environment. Mm, right. um, and so um, people who are neurotypical feel that like increase in um, like that's right. why they call it speed. Right. <laughs> um, but. If you're already, but like, if you're already in that place, it right. does the it gives you the dopamine to calm you down, right? And so they notice this, and chemistry was able to stop <laughs> you, freaking weirdo. <laughs> chemistry was able to determine. Yeah, chemistry was able to make like quote unquote morally good, morally good <laughs> drugs, which is just ADHD medication that you get prescribed by a doctor, right. and so people who can't access that prescription end up going with the next best option, which is cocaine. <laughs> next best option, which is cocaine. Statement. That is fascinating, of, right? Fascinating. Um, and God. I can actually pull this back to the book. I You oh. think I can't, but I can. Beautiful. Um, because one of the lines I think is so funny, especially for you and I, because we do this all the time, is... Cocaine? <laughs> no. Um, but Tara and David talk about mental health, and right. they talk about how everyone like looks at them as this like power couple or whatever, but mm-hmm. really they're like, we just get depressed at different times. 
And then when the other one is depressed, the other one supports them. And then vice versa when it eventually switches. And I was like, oh, that is funny because (laughs) that's what we, we just play depression ping pong. And like the person who doesn't have it or is feeling like they can be motivated, like motivates the other. And finally we were able to record an episode, (laughs) you know, like, and it's truly like how you can get, how you can get through things is just like, we just don't have depression at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't. Just that's how you function. That's so these funny. days. <laughs> these, these days, I do think things are gonna start stabilizing for you and I. One day. <laughs> I was gonna say soon. Okay. Well, I'm glad you have hope. <laughs> that is why. On the days where you don't have it, I do, <laughs> and that's why it works. This is what I'm saying. David Suzuki and Tara Cullis told us so. Um, but this is also, why podcast <laughs> when you said like it didn't feel very hopeful, I I thought a lot about. So I went and actually had the privilege to see, um, to see you know, um, um, oh my god, Jane. Good all. Oh yes, uh, I had the the um, privilege of seeing her live um, in Calgary, and she came and did like a talk, and we get to, got to see some of her like really famous um, pictures and and videos, and and hear a little bit about her research, but mostly hear about her new book, which is called Hope, uh-huh. and it's about um, which is really fascinating because yeah, it's fascinating. But anyway, um, because she says that like the environmentalism or environmentalist community has like lost a lot of that. And Mm. that has lost, that also means that the steam of the community and the steam of the activism is going down. So the work is going like the the impact is going down. Um, And so she wrote a whole book on it. And I think that if you're looking for that type of thing, that would be a really good option or alternative. I do think that this book, like touches on it very, very briefly in terms yeah. of like a couple statements. It's, yeah. But it's not the core point of the story. The core point of the story is not to tell you that it will be okay, but That's to say it. that like it's hard, it's deep. We're just going to have depression at different times. Yeah. So certain people will be leaders when they can be, and then others will take the forefront while others take the back for the, the backstage, you yeah. know, like, that's how generational activism works. Right. Um, and that's why it works. Uh, right. Is because the new generation has the fiery energy of like just discovering their injustices. Right. Um, and the old activists become jaded and just like tell people how to protect themselves. Um, <laughs> but um, it kind of gets a like the hopeful couple statements happen like um, at, kind of at the very end. And because you say like, it didn't feel, and we've talked about this so many times, but I'm going to read a kind of a big chunk. Um, but Tara says, when you take action, you never know what influence will ripple out and where the sparks will land and catch fire. So David says, the important thing is that we do the doing that is what mm. defines us. Mm-hmm. And Tara says, I know it can be overwhelming. Believe me. I know. Sometimes you just need a reminder that you're not alone mm-hmm. and you're never going to um, you're never going to say, hey, we saved the world. Let's go on vacation. It's been 40 years. I'm still waiting for a vacation. <laughs> so you have to love it. You have yes. to look for opportunities to keep the electricity going or to spark it over and over and over again. I mean, that's what life is about. Mm-hmm. Or what our, our like relationships are about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a quote. That's actually a thing that I noticed is that mm-hmm. that whole thing can also be applied to love and relationships. Yeah. In that mental health and love and big emotions can feel really overwhelming and then that like sliver of hope or like someone else is there with me is the thing that helps you keep going and the spark that helps you like keep that that motivation and it's so interesting like how hope can ebb and flow in mental health and with yourself Mm -hmm. and and I think David and Tara say it perfectly in that we just shouldn't be depressed. You just have to not be depressed at the same time. (laughs) Um, You, so you read that passage and made me think of something. It's, it's a little bit of a downer. Um, That's the point. But that's okay. Um, So we recently had a mutual friend pass away. Yeah. Um, uh, What blew my partner and I away is the amount of people on Facebook mm-hmm. talking about this person. Mm-hmm. 
And we were genuinely blown away because our world with that person was quite small. And quite different from the world that even like... That they grew into. They grew into. And now two major spaces... Communities. Communities in Calgary are both holding memorial events for this person. Yeah. And it's like... I hope that some people from each go to the other one. That would be beautiful. I think that'd be beautiful. Although cosplay and drag are distant cousins. A bit... Cousins. Cousins. <laughs> Not even um, distant. <laughs> and again... Again. If, if they could, like, have a bridge... Yeah. They would get along great. They would. It would be like the two gay cousins that clock eyes, and they're like, you exist? And the other one's like, yeah, I exist. You exist? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> it would be beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's what it... It's that, that quote, like, the... Um, the first part of that quote that you said really made me think about that. Just like, mm. look at the connection by just doing it. Mm-hmm. You went out, you did the thing, you made all these connections. Mm-hmm. It's quite fascinating because I'm quite a homebody thinker. Thinker, yeah. I'm very like play bubble of people. I would uh, hazard to say overthinker. What <laughs> hazard? <laughs> hazard. Well. This, the expression, yeah, I would, I, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, no, d- hazard to say. <laughs> Can that be a diagnosis? Can you be diagnosed with overthinking? We, I you would be. <laughs> I would be. I was literally going to ask you. So we have some planning to do after we record the podcast because we have some exciting oh, what uh, a good announcements that we need to tell you about <laughs> near the end of this. I should have teased it at the beginning. No, that's okay. We're just, we're going to go full into it right now. We're going to go full into it it right now. So uh, we have some planning that we need to do. And one of the things that I was going to ask you for the planning for our big announcements was, what should I do in my career that would better support our big plans? What career path should I go down? Like, like Eddie is going to be like. I get, I get the desire to like seek validation in the decision-making process because the decision-making process fucking sucks. does um, fucking suck. However. However, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> You're just overthinking. I'm literally just like overthinking. Things will fall into place. Like, exactly. It's like five years down the road, if I take career A or career B, oh my God. what outcome will be better? And he's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway, so big announcements. We have Two. I held up Five. three things. <laughs> two. Two big announcements. The first big announcement. All, cre- wait, all credit we- to Roisin, by the way. Oh, thank you. This was Roisin's non-depressed episode, and now we're switching. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we might be. Um, I'm still feeling pretty good. I'm having a recharging weekend. Literally, my weekend is going to drive. It's the springtime, man. Everybody's seasonal depression is going away. We're emerging into beautiful butterflies. And then eventually we'll be like, all right, this is why I didn't like it. (laughs) And then Stampede will roll. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, fuck. Except I have, so you know how my glasses have the magnets on them that you can change the top. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen those ads. Brochine is a walking ad for them right now. Yeah. Pair eyewear. Fucking cute. Pair eyewear. I fucking love it. Anyway. Anyway, I got cowhide beads on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. I had had to. So before I make the announcements that now I've teased like three times, are we done talking about the book? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I loved it. Um, if you love metaphor, you'll love it. I think if we're feeling the way that Roisin is feeling, then we should try reading Jane Goodall's Hope. There you go. It's a it's a bigger book, bigger journey, but yeah. um she is so, so fascinating yeah. and cool, and I love her so much. And it's not that I think that the book is bad. I just think it's if yeah, it's just it it has some really great things to say for sure, but I just uh, was surprised, I guess, that it wasn't as gung-ho as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that. Okay, announcement time. Announcement time. We have two announcements. I held up the right amount of fingers this time. The <laughs> first one is, do you have used books? Do you want to buy used books? Do you need new books? Do you want to get rid of some used books? If you said yes to all of those like I did. 
Beautiful. Um, <laughs> we have opened a website. So if you go to www.booksoverbevies.ca, because we're Canadian, um, you will find the new used bookstore for Books Over Bevies. So basically how it works is if you have used books that you would like to donate, um, we have a loyalty system. You can donate 10 books, get one free out of the catalog. Um, just email us at booksoverbeverages at gmail.com. We can set up a time to meet with you and pick up any used books that you might want to donate. Um, or you can find us at or Second can, Announcement. Or, yes, you can find us at Second Announcement. <laughs> um, so to... Oomph. Oomph. to promote, to create more community, to meet some of you. Because to... we're super keen and we... <laughs> because we're super keen and we are interested in things like that. We have signed up for a market. So May 13th um, at 2 o'clock, you will find Books Over Bevies um, at Glamorgan Community Association for their Moonlight... No, that's not it. It's New Moon Market. It's so cute. It looks so freaking cute. It's su- It looks super fun. So it's called New Moon Market. It's the May edition, May 13th, 2 o'clock. Um, we will have a booth so you can check out what books that we've read. You can talk to us in person. You could sign up for our Patreon if you haven't already. Or you can drop off some books, some used books, and we'll set you up with the loyalty punch card. Uh, or you can buy some books. So all of our paperbacks, soft covers, we sell for five bucks. Um, any hard covers, we sell for a whopping seven fifty. Um, in, and then what we'll do is, uh, yeah, you can just come meet, come chat. We part of our planning is I'm going to throw this out there, curveball. Here we go. Maybe we record a podcast at the market. Whoa, you La- could be featured on one of our episodes because we're so famous that it would be so cool if you did. You could see us doing the dang thing, which is might not be a good idea at the market because we might I get don't know, super whoever, distracted. Uh, whatever. But we'll talk about it. When do we, we not do- get distracted? Though. This is very true. I'm just saying, people. People. Yeah, um, we'll have to extrovert and record. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but yeah, so Glamorgan Community Association. There might also be some other types of goodies you can buy. We, Absolutely. Um, I may or may not have gotten a button maker for my birthday, and I'm going like slightly a little crazy about it. Excellent. Um, I don't like the word crazy. Uh, I'm going slightly like overdrive about it and then making buttons just for fun and I don't know what to do with it so I finally channeled it into something um until the hyperfixation dies but um (laughs) but we'll have some bookmarks and buttons um feel free to come join and like sit and crochet bookmarks with us for a little bit if you want to that's what I'll be doing absolutely so um like I said new moon market May 13th two o'clock Glorgan Community Association so that's 4207 41st Avenue Southwest in good old YYC um so really looking forward to that and obviously leading up to the event we'll be posting on um Instagram and Twitter and letting us letting you know how it's going and when stuff comes in and stuff like that um we're very excited yes yes so like we said before used books gently used books uh if you want to purchase some or get rid of some books over beverages at gmail.com i'll be going through my bookshelf this weekend beautiful which means you can probably find some like fantasy sprinkled in there because there's just so much i read so much excellent um the only thing about books that I've come across is if you have a series please bring it completed is my request we're still figuring out series because we have a couple um but at this time we'll only accept completed series if that is okay with you thanks friends but as far as like graphic novels 
Um, anything goes. Anything goes. Graphic novels, standalone novels, nonfiction, fiction. Um, you might even add a thing for zines. That's just an idea that popped into my head. Ooh. I just have like this giant stack of zines that I don't That'd know what cute. to do with anymore. Well, I'll bring them to the market, but yeah, they're not on the it. website anything official yet. But, yeah. um, but we would love to, we would love to work uh, and create a little bookie community in Calgary. So yeah, um, yeah May 13th, Glamorgan Community Association, two o'clock. Come check us out. And www.booksoverbevies.ca. Uh, one cool thing about the website is there's a button for podcasts that brings you to the um, Spotify page for our <laughs> Thing Her and a genius, a, bu- a button for Patreon. So if you do go through the bookstore and you are interested in it, um, hit the Patreon button and it will bring you to our Patreon page. There you go! Yay! Very exciting. Ah, I'm so excited about it. I know that, like, yeah, it just it's gonna be super fun, and I'm excited to like get the word out about us and like yeah we're we're definitely like at an exciting place now I think it took me a long time to transition getting back to Canada um back in Canada headspace and um and now I feel settled I'm in a good place career-wise in the sense that things are slowly coming together and they will come together and they will and um yeah really excited to start this new adventure so hopefully we see you may 13th and on that note on that note we've said the details at least three times at least three times so i think we're good check mark uh like we said we'll make posts on instagram um if you uh haven't checked out eddie's bio post yet uh this floating voice will have a bio post soon as well so (laughs) promise promise (laughs) i will make her um (laughs) but if you have thoughts on the book if you shared roshin's thought or or my thoughts um please do comment on our post on instagram or or, um or anywhere else um like we said we're not going to be doing a third episode for this book because it was just a baby just a baby um so we are going to be moving on to our next book do we want to tell them what it is now or make it no. a surprise? Make it a surprise. Okay. Have fun with that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a wonderful <laughs> day. Thanks for checking us out. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Books Over Bevies. You can find us on Instagram, Patreon, and Twitter at Books Over Bevies. And you can always email us at booksoverbeverages at gmail.com. We hope you come again.